0: Hey everybody. Welcome back to Punk Till I Die podcast. This is episode number five.
1: Man, we and are burning co- through these things, buddy. We're exactly. burning through the, these and things. And the
0: cool thing and that, that voice you hear, my name is Tom Trom, of course. I'm one of your hosts. The other voice you hear is the other host, Liverpool Neil. And uh, the cool thing about number five, Neil, is we have reason to believe that they're actually starting to get posted.
1: I yes, I believe so. I believe the first one should actually be going live on the to the worldwide web, or to the worldwide, I should say, uh, tonight. I believe. Oh, nice! So, yeah, first, excellent. First one I mean, should we, be we don't, You know,
0: we don't want to get too specific about what our date is, just because you know, then people realize that this is a month old by the time they listen to it. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, that will improve actually, and you'll be able to get them relatively relatively fresh so
1: yeah i i would hope that the uh, fest 18 actually gets out there before fest <laughs> before 19 fest, actually hits 19, yeah. yeah so
0: <laughs> that would that would be that would be probably helpful yeah people are you know around the first of the year didn't that happen in october at the end of october or something yeah. but yeah hopefully that won't be an issue but i guess the good thing is we're gonna have a, a pretty good handful of these things available you know, I guess we're proving that we're not some kind of a fly-by-night operation. There's going to be several of these things available. I know if you go to look at – I think when you go to look for a new podcast and you, you want to see that there's at least a halfway decent quantity – so that you know it's for real but by the same token you don't want to start a new one that already has like 600 episodes out so right. hopefully we'll be in that sweet spot where we're like hey there's only five or six of these That's uh it's a good time to jump on board you know
1: hey funnily enough tom you know just to put this in some kind of context um if we do one next week that'll be number six and uh don't social day only have like six albums in like 40 years don't they only have like six studio albums <laughs>
0: So, so what you're saying is we're aiming not to be the social D of podcasts.
1: Yes, Mike Ness, love him, but laziest man in show business. Sure. Well,
0: either that or he's such a perfectionist. But if he's a perfectionist, can you imagine how bad some of the stuff is that gets cut based on the last couple of albums?
1: Well, yeah, well, that's true too. But they have but a, none, they, none of the they have are a, terrible. I, no, none they're the not. Albums are terrible. But no, yeah. and, and they do have a ton of stuff out there in bootlegs and stuff, I like know, a, but... like two or three other albums worth of material. That's yeah. That's there's out a, there. like this
0: European box box set and I think we I know we've talked about this in private where there's literally like four albums worth of material that's never been released like before they did white light white heat white trash I want to say they did like an entire more countrified album that never got released
1: right and I think a couple of the songs actually made it onto one of his solo records I believe oh is that right okay yeah yeah well I I saw saw it's all being
0: repressed now all I just saw that the independent ones that were in the box set Mm -hmm. um i've all been repressed by a label called craft recordings which i wasn't sure about i think we might have talked about this last week but that i finally got something from and it sounds great so i have confidence based on what i've heard so far so i'm gonna have to probably at least go grab mommy's little monster
1: now hold on a second when you say it sounds great what do you mean what makes you say that
0: well, I just think it's it's from the original tapes, which or oh, it is just a good-sounding record.
1: See, that that pisses me off, because the one I bought was not from the original tapes, clearly. so. Well, you could just, just buy it again. Just, yeah, for like the Halloween <laughs> Mummy's little ones, for like the yeah, fifth you know, time. You know,
0: you know that Nevermind the Bollocks is a platinum record, but it's, it's literally 250,000 of us have bought it four times each.
1: I think, no.
0: I you, don't you... believe that one million people have bought that record. I think it's just we just keep buying it. I had it on tape, and I had it on CD, and vinyl, and, you know, 8-track, reel-to-reel.
1: Now, now, Tom Tom, and I both belong to the same group on Facebook. It's for, like, old, old, old punk rockers called yeah, Punks I, Not I, Dead. Yeah,
2: me in my
0: mid-40s, I am literally, like, a babe in arms in Yeah, that you're group. the youngster. But what I was going to say fact, was... I'd say the average is older than you, Neil, really. It's probably, like, 60, don't you think? It's,
1: it's getting up there, but I was going to say, did you see one guy? He put up his collection of Nevermind the Bollocks um, vinyl. He must have had... 40 different copies of nevermind the ballets oh, from around the world so on vinyl
0: yeah I mean it's I appreciate his devotion to one thing but to me that's just crazy because I've seen people too a lot of the Danzig collectors are maniacs so you'll see somebody that has every pressing of walk among us every color variant every cover variant of you know every vinyl color variant it's like wh- wh- i I don't know i like I said I can sort of appreciate the single-mindedness of it but by the same token. I just want like you know one nice play copy, and I guess if I found an OG copy, you know, for good money, I might buy it just for, for that sake. But to have the the Dutch variant, but you know, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, now I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but same same kind of thing. So it
0: does seem like something one of us might do, go off on a little tangent. But yeah, yeah. go ahead.
1: So back in another lifetime, when I was uh I was in semi involved in a in a skateboard company. This is going back to. Uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. Um, it was called Cold War, and okay. no, we were that's in right. we were in touch with uh, the Groovy goolies at the time okay. with, with Kepi. and we actually made a coffin shaped Groovy Ghoulies skateboard deck. Oh, cool! And uh, we only pressed maybe like two hundred and fifty of them. It was it was it was a cool little deck. It was a nice rider okay. and stuff. Um, but the three members, three three uh, founders of Cold War, that was me and a couple of my other buddies. Um, like the normal deck was red, but we made like yeah. a special gold edition um, okay. that was just for the three of us. We only made three of them. Mm. And, and then we all signed them. Mm. And uh, so, I, so I had one. And believe it or not, there was a Groovy Ghoulies collector who, co- who collected everything that the Groovy Ghoulies ever did. Like every pressing, mm. all that kind of stuff, like you said. And having the skateboard deck wasn't enough for him. He wanted one of the gold ones. So I actually ended up send, selling him my gold one for hundreds of dollars. So, huh. crazy. Do you regret right? it? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I was don't. gonna say because that
0: hundreds of dollars is long gone, and you'd love to have that thing hanging on your wall, right?
1: Uh, no, because I have one of the red ones. I have just so one of the production like ones, so that's no, fine. no. Do uh, the
0: other? Are you still in touch with the other two guys, or are we kind of lost?
1: Um, I'm. Yeah, I'm still good friends with with one of the other guys. Yeah, and I never did know the third guy too well, but okay. yeah. I don't know so, if he's still... He, he's probably just lost his in the midst of time, because it... Yeah, well, know. that's
0: what I was going to say. You probably would have lost it anyway, moving around over the years, right?
1: Yeah, and with the number of decks I have, as you know, the number of old yeah. 80s decks and stuff, that one wouldn't be one that I would put up, so... Hmm. You know. But anyway, I just thought that was funny that someone was such a massive collector that they had to have... Even though the guy, obviously, didn't skate, he needed to have this groovy Ghoulies deck on his wall, I guess.
0: Well, it is, you know, it is easy to get ob- obsessed on something... And you know, you and I both admitted that recently, and it's gotten worse. And I think it's gotten worse because we've kind of been trying to get each other to listen to stuff outside of our comfort zone. But this my the discog rabbit hole,
2: oh, like yeah. it, it's
0: like a it's like a bloodlust. And the stuff that I've been going after mostly lately is not even super <laughs> expensive, but it's all this '90s stuff that I was big into it when I was a real young adult. And it was so easy to get and so cheap. It was literally like three dollar postpaid seven inches back in those days, you know.
1: Right, right. What kind of stuff? And most of them, most of them still aren't terribly
0: expensive, but you know, one leads to another, and then you're like, oh my god! And it, it 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 really can get out of control. And I'm in a I'm in a bad place right now. I'm like a like a junkie. But what are you gonna do? You know what it is? I think it's because I reorganized my seven inches in those boxes like you got,
1: and I got the empty boxes, so they got to be filled up. See? <laughs> That's yeah. Exactly right.
0: I got like one of the boxes is packed, but the other one's not packed yet. So I got to I got to stick something in there. So so this kind of leads this leads us to a good spot to where we uh, last week we had each other listen to some things as has become our little bit of our our one kind of continuously running tradition, I guess, across massive five, five massive episodes. (laughs) And uh, and I've had you listen to a couple of different things that you didn't like but then the last couple i've been a little kinder and it's been these kind of great smaller michigan bands that put out these really great seven inches and that was about it and i believe you've bought at least two of those now right
1: i bought both of them yeah which shows i i really like both of them yeah
0: and i have so now the stuff you've given me has been a little more obscure and a little more expensive so i actually haven't
3: (laughs) yet but I (laughs) i
0: would definitely pick up the if the price were right I would definitely pick up what you had me listen to this week which was a UK band that played sort of a west coast hardcore sound called the stupids
1: right the stupids yeah and and then I, I had you listen to this. evil had, nun yeah well, it was violent nun it was the first Violet EP violent I'm sorry
0: violent yeah. nun which is uh, it's just about as ridiculous as these little southern california hardcore bands that were putting out you know one seven inch and sort of disappeared even though the stupids have a pretty impressive discography
1: they do um, they Let's actually
0: just the have a lot of stuff on there yeah they
1: actually ended up putting out about five studio albums something like that, i believe
3: yeah
1: yep yep um so what did you think so 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 i love this was this their first seven inch it was it was their first release yeah
0: okay so i i think it was great and i like the first song was like about the elephant man or something that was probably my there was there was two. man yep stood out the one was the elephant man i can't remember what the other one was but it's funny because they definitely play like a west coast hardcore kind of sound but when they, but occasionally they kind of go back to like a throwback British kind of punk oi sound too. Like the old, old fashioned, it's like they slip back to that if they're not paying attention or something. It's like when you're trying to hide an accent or something. Right, right. And you you'll, when you get mad, you'll still go back to it. I found it interesting.
1: uh, I found I bought it at the time when it first came out, and I found it because I was still living in England. Yeah, that was so. I came back from the states in late '84 and was in England till like late '85. So that was right in that one year period when I was living in England still. So I was getting maximum rock and roll and all that stuff. And Um, someone mentioned them. You know, they were mentioned as being a UK. I mean, a US style. You know, UK band. So yeah, Meanwhile, it, you had
0: been exposed to a lot of the U.S. Yeah, bands being it, over here.
1: Exactly right. So I was super interested, and in that's so why I went to the – I think I said last week I went to Probe in Liverpool and bought it and uh, loved it, loved it ever since. And actually, I wrote to the guys because that's what you did back then, right? There'd be a contact sure. sheet, and you'd actually send them a letter, and they'd send you a letter back. So I actually send I ended you some, up, Send you some stickers. Exactly. Stickers and stuff like that. So, in fact, the band Doggy Style, I don't know if you remember them, they actually sent me yep. a T-shirt. They actually sent me a T-shirt and a tape just huh. for writing them a letter. So anyway, uh, yeah, the stupid. So I wrote to them. Tommy wrote me back, who was the drummer, and also the singer, which is unusual, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, three-piece. And um, I actually ended up meeting them and went down to skate because they were all skaters, too. So I went down to London and met them and skated because they were they were down in Ipswich, I believe. So I took a train down there one day, and uh, we spent a weekend so, so in to London. Put
0: it into, so to put it into perspective, how far is Liverpool from London?
1: Um, It's like a... Whew, miles. I mean, it's once. quite a ways, right? Yeah, it's like a three-hour, three and a half-hour train journey. Okay. Yeah, which for England is massive, right? Because they don't, well, they don't cause, view distance yeah, well, like see, the same you're, way. We you're do. in
0: uh, Liverpool's in Northern England. Yep, Northwest. Yes. And sir. and London's more or less central. South. No, it's south. south yeah, south southeast. South central. Okay.
1: Southeast. Southeast.
0: <laughs> southeast. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but it's funny. Like back then, you would never dream. Like Manchester is less than an hour away. And uh, but I would never dream of going to a gig in Manchester, whereas no, here in, in Chicago, like that, that would be, life, yeah, and that would be like going to one of the suburbs in Chicago, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, you would, Meanwhile, you don't do that either. Well, I, sometimes, <laughs> be, you know, mile, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But seriously, back then it was like, oh, that's the end of the world. I couldn't possibly do that. That's another city. But anyway. Long see we move. we
0: were the opposite and I tell you that's being so, see that's how midwest you know midwesterners always think you know I'm always thinking of, those, oh how many hour drive you're like you're always like man I could hop on a plane I'm always like oh it's only like a 12 hour drive 12 right. hour drive so so for us the big scenes were Chicago and Detroit they were 3 hours either side of us
2: mm-hmm.
0: So yeah there was definitely times where we'd roll to a gig and we'd come home and you'd get out of the car and jump in the shower and go to work Hmm but, yeah. yeah, now, forget it. I, for one thing, I wouldn't even make it home. I'd just fall asleep on the way home, just run into a concrete embankment or something. We'd all be dead.
1: Yeah, you won't go to a show down the road these days sometimes. <laughs> they, <you> know, <laughs> it depends. Yeah. Depends how
0: much they're irritating me with their BS. Yeah. Anyway, I'm
1: sorry. I cut you off. Where, where were you going? No, so anyway, so I went down actually met those guys. Uh, we went and skated one weekend over mm-hmm. London and uh, had a really good time. And then when they actually toured the States, like when I went back, I went back to the States in uh, late '85. And I think they toured the States in eighty six and they toured with Dyke Kreutzen and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so, I, man. yeah, so I saw them at the Metro when we hung out and stuff and had a had a good time. So yeah, good hmm. good bunch of guys. But anyway, so you liked it, so that's the bottom line, I guess.
0: I did I did like it. Good. Um It was definitely another one where it's pretty much in my in my wheelhouse. Um so, yeah, it makes me sad that some of these records are so expensive and so hard to get, but I'm sure I'll run into it someday.
1: Well, I think it's been reissued a bunch of times. I think it was even on, it? So on, CD, on CD or something. I think they, were, they, hmm. they, were, they were reissued I that. I opened up the Discogs,
0: but I closed it up. But anyway, yeah. cool. But anyway, do so,
1: you want to do do play a song off of it?
0: Yeah, let's play the first one about the Elephant Man. Just elephant Man. I, I'm having yeah. a hard time remembering what the other one was that I like so much. I mean, I like the whole EP. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think it had a dud on it, but there was a couple of the first one, and there was another one later on the early... Uh,
1: was drawn to. But. Yeah, I think Elephant Man is probably my favorite. It's probably my my favorite song and a thing too because they were making they always used to make fun of the Elephant Man. They were a high comedy band too. There was lots That's of That's one the, of those
0: things that I mean do kids even do kids even have any idea what you're talking about with the Elephant Man. I mean it was before either of our times, really.
1: That movie came out in like 81, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 that weird movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that was David Lynch's first major movie.
0: I think the first one was Eraserhead. Oh, okay. And then the, that one, let me see. See, even I'm looking at the song title. See, that's the problem with you. You know, I put my headphones in. I put it on YouTube. I listen to the whole thing a few times, but I can't remember. If you don't look at song titles. It's not like the old days. listen is a record where you're sitting there staring at the song titles. Right. So, yeah, let's do the Elephant Man.
1: Okay. Sounds cool. Okay, so this is The Stupids with Elephant Man. Bye. Okay, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. That was uh, the Stupids, Elephant Man, yeah, off their first EP called "Violent Nun," which is uh, well worth list, uh, looking up if you've never never heard it before. Um, now you had me listen no, to no,
0: okay. Now there there was there was so it was the and, and I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna have, like, one more thing on the Stupids okay because I'm it, it might seem silly even to ask you but so there's not a lot of Catholicism left in England and there wasn't at that time right
1: uh, no oh what Are you talk about the violet nun thing
0: the nun, i'm asking about the nun image or the, did the Anglicans <laughs> have nuns too <laughs>
1: uh no no i i don't know i don't know why you're fixating on that really i think the only reason they, <laughs> i'm just i'm just curious i, I think the only reason that they called it that was because they found this funny image and it, um if you've never seen the the uh the cover of the single oh, okay. it's uh, it's actually a nun like trying to get out of a car it looks like a policeman is trying to help her and it looks like she's tripped or something so it looks like she's like kneeing him in the balls well so, that is a hideous I fate. That, okay. <laughs> I think I think that's why it's called so the just None.
0: Okay, so that, that's cool. I was just I was just curious. I'm like, <laughs> is this like a like a trying to be American thing? Because, you know, there was a lot of that kind of imagery going around in the early eighties, you know, the guys like Winston, uh the guy who did like, the Black Flag stuff, I know he loved to use those kind of images.
1: Right, yeah, Raymond Pettibon. No, no I P- don't yeah, think so. I, I what think... were the
0: two guys? It was P- Raymond Pettibon and then was the Winston, Winston
1: Smith. Those Winston two... Smith, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Winston Churchill. Um...
0: <laughs> Winston Salem. No, I... Yeah, those were the main... But anyway, okay, so they, okay, they, there's no, there's nothing to be...
1: No, I really don't think there's anything deeper than the fact that they thought the image was funny and decided, <laughs> and decided well, you know, to we were, go with we were, it. We
0: were, I was having a little online conversation with some with some folks about something. Oh, uh, John Gentile podcast, you know, mastermind of the punk news podcast. He made a joke on one of our closed groups about how the unsubstantiated rumor was that circle jerks were getting back together for punk rock bowling, which we'll talk about later. But, um, he said, I heard that it's Tom, Tom trauma's high school band is getting back together for the, and I, and I put on there, uh, I said, the aborted souls will not get together for any amount of money. And one of the guys is like, aborted souls? I'm like, dude, don't look anything into it. It was just a stupid name we made up. We were not trying to make a political statement. We were just trying to rattle people's cages, you know? So I'm sure that's what this, you know, the the nun thing too. You know, it's just kind of like... Yeah, don't uh, don't try to overanalyze too much. What a bunch of kids are trying to do—we're just trying to be obnoxious, you know. Oh, and,
1: and they really were—they were just like sixteen years old when they did this, and then, <laughs> and they had a couple of other spin off bands, which I think are humorous too. There was one. Do you remember um, the mysterious world of Arthur C. Clarke? Do you remember that TV show from back in the day?
0: I do not. Was okay. it English or was it American? It was American. Arthur C. Mm.
1: Clarke was like this nutty guy, and he'd like be talking about like how people made the you know out of people from out of space made the pyramids and stuff like that, mm. and, that and like ancient uh was he
0: was he serious or was he
1: yeah he was a little wacky he kind of like uh, a ripley's
0: was... believe it or not except he... for on acid
1: yeah exactly so mm. um so they had a spin-off band called arthur c Clarke's army so like a jfa like a Jody mm. costa's army right. thing so it was arthur c Clarke's army and they also had another band called the coolest retards so that's not politically correct today, but that was what the name of the band was in 1983. It made me giggle though. Yes, the coolest reason. All right, I'm good. sorry. Now go, go ahead and
0: talk. Go ahead and talk about violent apathy, if you...
1: So why did you have me listen to this, my friend? Tell me about violent apathy I again. I have just been on this this going down this rabbit hole of
0: these of these bands that I were kind of legendary and usually all gone already gone by the time I was kind of getting involved with the scene, and I've been back and trying to. Collect as much of the stuff up as possible, and I just figured you liked it because I—it's just you know—it's cool, cool American, Midwestern American hardcore.
1: They were a local band for you, right? They were Michigan. Band? Uh,
0: yeah, sort of. They're from Kalamazoo, about an hour away. Okay.
1: Well, I have to say, just like State last week, I absolutely loved this. Um, loved it immediately from the first first track. Uh, what was interesting was, and 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 I do I do find this cool. Um, State. They were great, too, but they had much more of a West Coast kind of sound, I would say. I, I said Blast last week, and you can agree very or disagree aggressive. with that one, but they were very fast, very aggressive, very typical West Coast hardcore, right? Yep. But Violent Apathy, very different vibe. Viol- violent Apathy, to me, they have a much more Midwest kind of vibe. Yep. They sound very yep. very Chicago, as a matter of fact. I get a lot of Naked Ray Gun, a lot of effigies from them, mm. Um, slower, muscular uh yep. menacing but still very powerful uh i really i really dug it i dug it from the first i think the six six or seven songs on this and uh i loved the whole thing in fact i loved it so much i went on discogs and i bought it <laughs> so, <laughs> did anyway. you uh
0: you even did you even like the labama cover uh
1: okay that is the one throw away on this on the uh on the on the, on the ep but it's it's still fine you know I mean, well we were
0: we're, spec- we're you know we were speculating a little about, about about that privately and i think you know we all played in you know you and i played in bands when we were younger and one guy would come in and just start playing some song that was a known song and everybody would just start jamming on it and then you'd before you know it you'd be you know all the way through the song and you'd have this song you'd be like oh what the heck we should play that so you wonder you always <laughs> you always wonder if you know how serious they were about that i wonder if that's about no because this was that would have been before the movie came out because like in like right. 87 or something there was that Labamba movie right
1: yeah with with uh what's his face in it yeah
0: yeah uh, i mean no uh... lou, lou diamond phillips lou diamond phillips yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah yeah. about richie valens yeah
0: maybe that was mid-80s i don't remember but i think but this was 83 so it was definitely before that
1: yeah and, and probably what it was as well probably in the early live shows that was probably like a huge audience favorite Oh yeah, and the band probably thought they was, might be the only thing they ever <laughs> recorded, so they may as well throw it on there, right? So it's fine. there you go. You know, and
0: and it, honestly, it was their only official recording. Yeah, there's some other stuff bumping around, but uh, but yeah, that little seven inch, that was it. So so, so if you if you're gonna play, a, well, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say, so this is but like a lot of the very early hardcore stuff. Like if you look on Discogs because they obviously didn't make very many right they might press yeah. like a couple hundred or something so a lot of those early like 83 84 hardcore uh eps geez they might be going 80 100 dollars 150 dollars if you can find them um but this funnily enough is like it's like 10 dollars <laughs> you know for original, well it was original yeah, press. The average is 20 oh yeah. Yeah, yeah okay yeah but well, I, think, and it, I think i paid 12 i think 12 yeah, yeah. is what i paid yeah, so, ship it,
0: yeah it's like 17 bucks to yep, ship it yep um but, you know, according to the Discogs listing, it's the guy who ran the label has a box of them or something or still has some has some left over. I don't I don't know. Who knows? Who knows about the wonders of the wonders of Discogs? But yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, what uh, what if there's a, a single song you'd like to share? What are you thinking? Uh,
1: let me think. Because like I said, I liked I liked all of the songs, um, but I am going to play. I think it's called Bored and Sold. I think it's like the, actually the first track on the EP, um, but I yep. I really like it. And uh, if you listen to the, well, you will listen to it because I'm going to play it now. Uh, but you'll st- straight away get the uh, naked ray gun feel because, mm. uh, like I said, it, it, there's a, there's a there's a very strong Midwest vibe on this thing. So anyway, here you go: violent apathy with bought and sold. violent apathy for you so uh if you if you do want to buy that you can find that on discogs pretty easily believe it or not so and you won't break the bank by buying it
0: well i mean you know seventeen dollars is no small amount for a seven inch but for an 80s collectible
1: it's a a a piece of history my friend it's a piece of history well so are you
2: thank (laughs) you i don't quite know
1: how to take that there you go
2: all
0: right well you know you've seen a lot of it over the years (gasps) i have it's oh true. there's the dog. Yeah, she um, agrees. She so agrees. uh so we we made a reference earlier I made a reference earlier about uh punk rock bowling. So the lineup is out. I have never been to punk rock bowling. It's sort of a bucket list thing for me. Couple reasons. A they almost always have a great lineup. Um they definitely cater to a little bit of an older crowd. Plus it's in downtown Las Vegas, old old Vegas, which it's, it's become a little too much like The Strip, unfortunately, but it's still a very fun place to go. So it's, it, I just think the experience would be great overall. The lineup is, boy, the first band here, the, the the top headliner band has to be in your wheelhouse, Madness.
1: That really surprised me. I had got, I, I don't, they don't seem to fit that lineup at all. I don't know well, why. I don't I'm know why they're like, there. You know,
0: like, like, so Madness goes with like Selector and uh what's the other, um uh, Well, specials and like—I mean, they're in—they're in there with that group, right? Like the the stuff that, like, I would think. See, I would think that would be like a dream band for you.
1: Uh, no, not really. I mean, okay. So, well, they they all came out at the same time, right? So, yeah, we had Madness and the specials were first, and then we got like, um, yeah, the Selector came out on Two Tone later on, and uh, the Beat and uh, you know, Bad Manners and stuff like that. But um, Madness. they had more of a like some of the other bands were more political right madness always yep. had a just a jokey kind of funny vibe to them which was fine uh, they did it very very well and they were a lot of fun but they certainly weren't as serious as a band like the specials didn't connect, were
0: didn't connect with you as much as the other ones i mean
1: they're fine i've got their first couple of albums and they, but they had some big hits too they had some really big hits and they would be on all the all the uh variety shows and they they were on mm-hmm. the young i don't know if you remember the t, uh, the comedy show the young ones they were on oh, yeah, uh, yeah. they were on that twice huh. so yeah well, um, I,
0: you know, and the fact of the matter is, when I think Madness, unfortunately, I think that stupid song, Our House, which hit, I'm sure was probably hit. later, maybe not, maybe that was an early hit for him, but it's so polished, you know, it's such a pop song. No, it really not- has no, I mean, it's about as punk as Blink-182 or something, if we're being honest.
1: That's about 1982, right there. That's that's early. I mean, that's like second That album is early, huh? thing. Yeah. Yep. Boy,
0: it has no bite to it at all. I mean, I don't think it's a horrible song or anything. It's just not... Yeah, it's hard to imagine the spiky-haired punk rock bowling crowd getting really into it. And I don't know what the, you know, maybe the fact that they're listed first. I mean, I'm sure they're going to finish a day, but maybe they're not like the big, big headliner.
1: I mean, the, but, only, the only thing I can think of is why the top build like that is because, like I say, they did have a lot of top 20 hits. I mean, around the or, world, or right? Or have they not
0: been playing, maybe? I mean, have they been on a loop? I have, I have no idea. It's not a band that I really
1: follow no they've been reformed for um for a few years and they play, they but, play I mean they like, play is out
0: it, is they've, it a legit lineup I wonder or is it
1: it's pretty it's pretty much a legit lineup yeah um it's not just
0: one dude and a bunch of kids or something
1: nope Suggs is singing it's pretty much the whole original uh, woody is playing the drums hmm. still I think it's pretty much the the original band yeah so I mean that's, but that's pretty, not that's gonna, pretty cool, that's not right?
0: gonna get you on a plane to Las Vegas probably
1: huh uh you know what I've, I've never been to Vegas funnily enough so yeah, really never I mean, it's so cheap no. from Chicago to yeah, I don't know. Because I, I, I was
0: looking at flying out of the like, Grand Rapids. It's terribly
1: expensive. You're gonna,
0: if you're not going with me, you're going to have to drive me to the airport. <laughs> I, I, <yeah. laughs>
1: well, okay. It's, it's May, right? It's in May.
0: Yeah, it's, it's over Memorial Day weekend.
1: All right. So, well, let's talk about this. So, okay, so you're talking about punk rock bowling. If I'm going to go to a big festival like that this year, I'm going to go to Rebellion. 'Cause yes. the, you know the lineup for that was uh was just introduced uh, now they, that's an insane
0: too. lineup, much bigger.
1: It is. It's, but yeah, I think it's like must... hundred and twenty bands or something.
0: Yeah, multiple venues. But there was definitely was there a there was a couple things on there that I know you were really stoked about. Let me see if I can find the lineup
2: here.
1: I mean, a lot of the this, some of the same bands on there. right? I think Cock Sparrows on both, and Stiff Little yep, Fingers yep, yep. are on both, and things like that. I think the undertones. I don't think, I don't think stiff,
0: is stiff Little Fingers on Punk Rock Bowling. Yeah,
1: uh, yes, they are. They're like on the third line. Hmm.
0: Third line, isn't that sad?
1: And they're it, probably well, like
0: well, they're probably below like uh, some band that I can't stand. But... Well,
1: I was gonna I was gonna ask that. So, is this in that kind of order? You think? Like, okay, so they have Madness, Circle Jerks, Cock Mighty Mighty bus Tones, Streetlight Manifesto. There's no way yeah. stiff little fingers should be below yeah, Streetlight Manifesto. I,
0: I am not. I am not into that band at all. I know a lot of people are, Ugh. but I told I'm, you, know, I'm not even into first wave guy, let alone third wave guy. You know, it's just I'm, not my thing.
1: I mean, stiff little fingers, are, 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 are a legendary punk band for 40 years. I'm sorry, they they should not be on the third line of this. But unfortunately,
0: thing. but unfortunately, it comes down to draw. Because like, so I just go on rebellion. What's the first band I see? Bad Religion. A band that I've traditionally been a big fan of, but, I mean, they're not that hard to see. Right. Um, Stiff Little Fingers, Undertones. That'd be cool. I've never seen Undertones. Okay, Sham 69, which is good on paper but i don't know if they're any good anymore
1: well it's the now there's there's two lineups touring a sham 16 yeah yeah right? this is
0: the british lineup that never leaves britain i'm sure it looks like the what's I the, main...
1: the i think it's the original i think it's the jimmy percy lineup yeah yeah
0: because this face has got to be jimmy percy's boy he is <laughs> aged like a fine wine that got ran over by a cement <laughs> yeah he doesn't look and good. uh so yeah. it's so yeah the top ones i see and i don't have the full lineup in front of me Well, Annie Nowhere leaks, yeah, I like that. We can't hardly play it's T S O L, The Boys, Bad Religion, Stiff Little Fingers, Undertone, Steve Ignorant playing Crass. That'd be interesting. GBA
1: for that,
0: yep. Dickies, UK subs. See, UK subs are another one. Like, man, you better get out there and see those guys. How long are they gonna Wait, I see D R I? Interesting. See, I think that'd be too radical for a lot of that really old brick crowd that only no, maybe not DRI, DI. Oh yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, D.I. Bouncing Souls. Upstarts, angelic upstarts, yeah, it's 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 a cool lineup.
1: And I think, um, and that's someone... later
0: in the year, right? August or something? That's
1: uh, October, I believe. Actually, was it that late? oh, is it? Hold on a second. I, uh, you might nope. be right. You might be... It's August. Six to right. nine of August. Yeah, you're right. August yeah.
0: Yep, yep. Wait, that's funny. They got all these bands booked. It's you know, eight months away. How many? How many people that are supposed to play that are going to be dead
1: <laughs> before the... Oh, what a terrible, terrible thing to say. What is the matter <laughs> with you? Now, well, the, the other. Yeah, one sorry, the, go ahead. One of the things that tickled me, I went to look at tickets for this. And yep. um so you can buy your you know, your early bird ticket or whatever it is, you know, to get in mm-hmm. for the full three it's four days actually, it's four days. Yep. And um but they also oh, have nice. a ticket, you can you can get a ticket on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> I, it seems I think Funk like, Crack <laughs> Boeing does
0: that too. That seems
1: like a very old fashioned kind of thing, right? So you can pay like. Well, 20. it's just, it's just,
0: it's literally you just put it on your credit card and it charges you over four months or something.
1: Yep. Yeah. You either pay, you pay like 30 quid a month or something like well, that. Well, it's the funny because yeah, they're months.
0: not, you know, these things are not geared towards the broke.
1: Right. Oh, look who's playing. The stupids are on the bill. Are they huh? really? Yes, they are. Oh, Look dude, you think
0: they remember? You got to go. You got to go the day they're playing.
1: Well, I know that Ed would for sure. Ed Shred.
0: I, I mean, I know your your schedule, you know, everything. You yeah, know. up in the air. I mean, everything gets screwed up at any yeah. point. You got family crap and whatever else, you know. So, but yeah, I hope, you, I hope you're able to make it. I think that'd be a ton of fun.
1: So let's, let's, just, let's just look at this a second. So we got, yeah, Bad Religion, Stiff Little Fingers, Sham 69, The Undertones. That's a very odd start of the build right there. So
0: are you are you a Bad Religion fan or no? I don't know if we've ever, ever uh, asked you about they're that. O-
1: they're okay. Um,
0: they're, they're, I, they're 90s albums to me. They're, um, they had about four in a row that I really, really like. Generator, Against the Grain, No Control, and Suffer that I thought were all excellent. Uh, and there's a bunch of other ones that I like, but I thought those four were really great. But this newest album, I like the one five or six years ago, True North. But this newest album is, I thought it was a snoozer.
1: Yeah, True North's okay, but I find a lot of their so I albums hate to miss just
0: the band that I like, but it's a snoozer.
1: They all just kind of blur together to me a lot of their albums. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I, all I all I can think is maybe they don't they don't play England very much. And that's yeah, why And be. that's why they're heading that Well, belt. that's what I wonder
0: if that's the same thing with Madness, at punk rock Bowling. if there's just a band that doesn't get over here to play very often.
1: Yeah, true.
0: But maybe they, I don't know. And but it's but, always interesting, too, because you get these bands that okay, say they're headlining a festival. <laughs> so Bad Religion's headlining a festival. If Bad Religion is playing their own gigs, they're headlining like 2,000 rooms, right? Rooms that see 2,000.
2: Yeah, that's Or maybe right.
0: even less. And it's the same thing with you know all these bands. But if you put them in a... You know, a festival situation. All of a sudden, boom! They're playing for fifteen thousand people. It's just, it, it's, it's a weird phenomenon.
1: Well, I don't, I don't believe. Uh, this is, I think, believe. I think there's six different locations. Uh, okay. All six different and, and stages. Are
0: none of them really huge?
1: I don't think any of them are really huge. But I'm looking beyond the the, the big headlining bands, and we've got the Dickies, which would be cool. UK yep, yeah, subs, cool. like you said, the Boys. Yep. Gotta support Souls. bands like
0: the Dickies who have been sort of yep. over, run over by the PC crowd. The Dickies, by Annie the Norley, yep. like, all the bands that, that are pretty much banned from playing any club in, in the States. You right. gotta support.
1: So we got TSOL, Conflict, that's good. Scream, yep. Toxic Reasons, yep. Toxic Reason, that's cool. DI. Wow, that is. I wonder who's in the band, that band anymore. Peter and the Test Two Babies, MDC. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, they're still pretty vicious. Vibrators, nine nine nine, Newtown Neurotics, I'd really be into seeing them. Check uh kick out the Tories. Yep. Fantastic, fantastic band. That's Channel I know about Channel that. Three, Mau Mouse. I mean cool. Vice Squad. You got Vice Squad halfway down the list here. No, nope. uh, just crazy. They were
0: like UAK eighty two band? Vice Squad?
1: Uh yeah, and they're still going. Email They're still going, still putting out uh, still putting out new stuff. Female fronted chick singer, (laughs) yes, and a very beautiful young lady. She is, yes, (laughs) well, not quite so young anymore, but she's still, yeah, still holding it together. Yeah, Becky Bondage, yes, it's her. Oh, yeah, 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 Yeah.
0: okay, yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures of her recently. She's, yeah, she's, she's doing all right. So, anyway, so I'm doing better than Jimmy Percy, (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So, but but of course, and this is nine months away. So there's a very good chance that there could be some other bands added to this. That yeah, will, and will, some will drop off, and so yeah. Like,
0: are the Exploited supposed to play? Because they'll drop off.
1: Exploited and not listed on here at all. I mean, is... I don't have anything.
0: I, I would I would actually love to see the Exploited. I've never seen them. I know a lot of people think they're a joke, but I I really like some of their albums. But they have been, you know, and I don't mean to give them a hard time because Waddy obviously has had a lot of health issues. So yeah. they they're sort of one of those. I think they book everything and then just see what happens.
1: Well, I th- and I think that's probably why they can't possibly book nine months ahead of time because they don't know how his health is going to be, right? So that's probably why they're not on here. But I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them added, you know, yeah. come next summer that they'll they'll get they're added. A, or they're something a punk rock
0: bowling type band too. Hey, so have
1: you ever seen? Have you seen the Exploited? I assume. Um, I have not seen the Exploited. No, I haven't. Never. You really? No, no.
0: Um, do you like them or not? Really?
1: Um, I like that for the first couple of albums. I do enjoy. Um, I must admit, when I left England in like 83, Eighty three, I was like, "Ugh, exploited are just stupid kind of thing," you know. But now, I've, now cliche. I've, come to, yeah, now I've come to appreciate. Well, to me, it was always like the one time they were on top of the pops doing Dead Cities. To me, yeah. it always seemed like, oh, if Benny Hill was to do a punk rock impression, it would be mm-hmm. just like that, you know.
0: That's kind of how I felt about Our Casualties here in America. The band The Casualties is like, yes. well, if you need a punk band for a movie, yep, exactly. You want it to be The Casualties? Yeah. Um, I liked. Okay, so there was a couple albums in the eighties um i think back to back one was called horror epics and one was called let's start a war let's start a war said maggie one day or something like that
1: yeah another one let's, yep.
0: start a war? let's start let's start i don't remember i've got them all they're all in the basement but uh i like those two and they were early 80s i think definitely well, they... not their first period
1: well they went a bit metal didn't they
0: yeah a little bit yeah. but i just i don't know the horror like i guess i like those two records so <laughs> and i and i bought all the later ones too um but, yeah, they definitely got metally, yeah towards the end. I think once it was just wad, you know I, I think it went from being like I think a typical situation where it went from being a real band to sort of a singer and some hired guns, I think
1: that's very true, no, that's very but true that, I mean that
0: happened to a lot of those bands, that's not so unusual yeah. but yeah i would I would still love to see them i I not that I haven't i, I had some chances for being honest, but I just never. Okay, so now, now I look back and I say, "Boy, why didn't I go to that?" But at the time, I'm sure I had a pretty good reason for not going to it. Either I didn't have time, or I didn't have money, or who who knows. But
1: so let me ask you this: So of this punk rock, so you're thinking of going to punk rock bowling this year?
0: I I think about it every year, but I it last year it was not a possibility. This year, it's a more realistic possibility.
1: Because to me, this is like the the weakest punk rock bowling lineup I've. Oh, seen Oh, a couple in of years a ago,
2: while.
0: last year or two years ago, they had at the drive-in. Uh, <laughs> Well, and like I said, it's it's more than that. It's a it's about the whole experience.
1: But looking but, at this, looking at this lineup, who is at the okay? That, so, that, that so I,
0: I, I would love to see the Circle Jerks reunited. And I know they've they've had a bunch of different lineups over the year, but I think this is the three quarters at least. I don't know who's drumming, or actually, I, I don't know who's missing, but I know it's three quarters of the group sax lineup, the original, the OG. No, Circle
1: it's, it's not. It's not. Um, the bass player is that guy, the actor guy that was in. Uh, that was in repo man
0: i swear it said that it was three quarters no i saw so I, I saw
1: the i saw the uh i saw the lineup um of who's in the band it's just Keith, it's keith and what's his face and greg and then guys. and then is his name Z- schloss. zander schloss yeah he was like the he was like the actor from repo man right so he was like the fourth or fifth bass player i believe oh
0: was he that far along yeah
1: wasn't on me and um and then the, yeah the, they haven't said who the drummer is yet it i mean
0: still i mean it's a a legit lineup
1: um it's a lineup uh are you are you a fan of that band or not particularly circle directs i love the first two albums thought the third album was okay i saw they were actually i think
0: the third one's better than the second one i think wild in the streets is a considerable drop-off from group group sex. sex Uh, the I, I like golden shower hits. It's the pacing of it's a little different But that was definitely the blueprint that golden shower hit sound was definitely their sound going forward after that Which I do like those all the rest of the records, too, but
1: okay um, Yeah, they were actually the first hardcore band. I think I ever saw my friend Tom mm. took me to see them at Cubby Bear in 83 mm. so, Yeah, so they were all over the place. They yeah. toured
0: relentlessly
1: So which album would that have been if it was 83 would that have been um, wild in the streets?
0: Wild in the Streets, so okay, so the first one was like eighty, right?
1: Yeah, Group Sex was Group Sex was eighty, eighty-one, yeah. And then well, that's, that's, and
0: that's... then Wild in the Streets was only a year or two later. It, that might have been Golden Shower.
1: Oh, let's see. Let's go to let's go to Discogs and see if I can not. Golden buy... Shower might have been eighty-four. Let's see if I can not buy something. What year do you remember, Oh, look at that! I bought something. No. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> i opened it up and it just started ordering it things. just started
1: ordering. order well i have it open up with my list of wants you know because you can make a want list yeah. so that's what it opens up with for me so i can see who's selling what so i can spend a lot of money um group sex 80 wild in the streets 82 golden shower of hits 83 so so
0: it probably was Golden shower mm-hmm. hits
1: uh, yeah depending on when that was I it was like October I think I know it was it was later in the year so they were probably doing a combination of wild in the streets and golden Sheriff hits and mm-hmm. um and yeah you heard me right I saw him at Cubby Bear so that was that's right across from Wrigley Field it's So that's been gone
0: a, for quite a while now.
1: Oh no the place is still there that's it's a big bar but they don't really have shows anymore. Oh okay. Uh, and oh, that was, still there. Okay. Yeah Cubby Bear is still there it's a, yeah it's
0: a didn't get swallowed up by by million dollar condos or Gastro pubs or something, huh?
1: No, not yet. But it's probably owned by someone, someone to do with the Cubs, I would imagine. Because otherwise, yeah, otherwise they would have knocked it down and turned it into something more trendy. But uh, it's, I'm sure it's owned by by a multimillionaire or something. But it's it's still there. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's that's where I saw them when I was I used to live. I was living down in Champaign and going into Chicago frightened me back then.
0: So, so how long? How long? How far uh, is that? A couple hours, right? Uh, from now from Champaign to Chicago, it's a couple
1: hours, right? It's, yeah, it's like a three hour drive. And yeah, boy, like is, is that a dull drive. It is. When, just we, were, when, yeah, man. Well, when, when we were kids going to
0: Detroit, you know, we didn't even real I don't think we realized what mortal peril we were putting ourselves in sometimes. We just didn't even think about it. We just, oh, we're going to Detroit for a show, you know.
1: Well, fun, another funny story. It's funny how we go off on these tangents, but it's cool. <laughs> so, another band I went to, uh, another club I went to when I was coming up to Chicago uh, from Champaign to see shows was a club called Tuts. And okay, it's on. it was on Belmont. It's, yeah, it's long gone. Long gone. Um, it was upstairs. It was kind of in this... It was a, a shitty neighborhood back then. Shitty. I mean, you'd be like... I'd feel like you were taking your life. Now, admittedly, yeah. we were from Champagne, so maybe, you know, bear ber- <laughs> that in mind. So, you know, this whole city seemed like it was dangerous, but it was a shitty neighborhood. But anyway, fast forward to like five years ago... Um, my daughter was going, uh, she went to get a haircut. She, was, uh, she wanted like a skinhead buzz, you know, the female, um, <laughs> the, the Chelsea cut. Sure. And there were very few places you could get that done. And we went to this hair salon in the city on Belmont. And uh, as we were sure. going up the stairs, I'm like, well, this looks familiar. Why does this look so familiar to me? And we get upstairs and right as you get into the hairdressing place, right by where the receptionist is, they've got like a big glass cabinet with all this like tuts memorabilia. Like you know, tickets and like uh, posters and stuff like that, and photos. And I asked the woman. I said, you know, why is this here? And she's like, Oh yeah, because this used this used to be that venue. I'm like, Holy shit!
0: That's what's amazing is that your 30 year muscle memory, right? And like, I was could like, Remember that?
1: And then I looked over. I was like, I saw the cramps right over there, right? Nice. But yeah, well, Lydia was getting her haircut. So anyway, just very strange. Mm. So huh. yeah.
0: Anyway, so the, okay. So the rest of the punk rock bowling line, I just pulled it up.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that's that's
0: that's fine. And yeah. like I said, I I I don't know that this is the year, but you know, it's not going to get any easier as I go. You know, Vegas yeah. is a is a party town, and my hardest party days are certainly behind me. But I can still hang in for a couple days at a time. You know, hey,
1: we well, got you, you got GBH on here in the attics. Yep, yep.
0: madness. Circle Jerks, Cox Bar, Mighty Money, Boston. So, I gotta say, play every festival. I don't hate them, but I don't love them. Sky, you know, Street Lay Manifesto. Eh. Luna Chicks, that's kind of interesting. I mean, that's, it wouldn't be as exciting to me as uh, some, you know.
1: Just Reformed, right?
0: Yeah, Just Reformed. Yep. I mean, I was never in big, you know, I like, I was really into L7 and Babes in Toyland. Right, and, right. uh And, you know, I'm okay with Bikini Kill, but I, I never really got into Luna Chicks, but I think it's cool. Uh, Addicts, which are, which are great. I definitely am up for seeing the Addicts. Propaganda, eh avail that's kind of a big reunion for the last couple of years. Another band that I never mm. really got into too much, but that's kind of a big name. Stiff Little Fingers. Rose Tattoo.
1: Now, I see a lot of
0: people crowing about this. I don't know anything about Rose Tattoo. Oh,
1: my gosh. Rose Tattoo, I do. Are they um, good? Heavy metal band. They'll be right up your alley, right? So They're heavy metal? Really? Uh, from Australia, from the early, uh, geez, what, 75, 76, going through really? the early 80s. Yeah, they had a heavily tattooed singer, which was very unusual back then. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they were um yeah, they were from Australia, my friend.
2: Ruts
0: DC. There's another one up your alley. Yep. GBH Municipal uh, municipal waste, that's my alley. Hold and on, you, flag. Hold on. You, I was alley. gonna say
1: you skipped you skipped anti flag completely. That's not <laughs> nice. That's not
0: nice. <laughs> Lawrence Arms. Yeah, I'm pretty indifferent to Lawrence Arms. The Bronx. Oh boy, it gets pretty towards the end it gets a little slower. Bishop's Green, cool Pirates ba- cool uh Pirates press band. Backup back Cop, I dig. You got the the barstool Barstool preachers, barstool
1: preachers, who I dig a lot. I think I think they're great. Line
0: cutters, yeah. It's it's uh, like I said, it's you know they always do club shows too. Of course, those are a little trickier to get tickets for. I think, but um, I don't know. I I'm I'm going a week from today. I will be in I will be in hopefully sunny New Orleans, and I'm going to be on vacation with my with the lovely Mrs. Trauma for a week, celebrating an anniversary that we had at the end of October. So, um, I can't even think about another trip right now until we get this one done. I just, just not how my mind works. But once I get back like, uh, the first of the year or something, I'm going to take a real serious look to see if this is a possibility of going to this thing. So Scott said my buddy, Scott, who you met, of course, my travel companion, he said he's up for it. Um, my wife said she'd be more than happy to go hang out at the pool at the Mm-hmm. wherever we go. stay out at for the, you know, if, if, uh, if we want to do it. So, so yeah, it's, it's all green lights so far. It's just a matter of, you know, is this where I want to spend my, you know, majority of my <laughs> concert money next year? Well, so. If you don't,
1: if you don't do that, come on to rebellion with me,
0: man. Now that's the flying overseas is definitely a much more expensive proposition because it's pretty cheap to fly to Vegas. At least it has been traditionally,
1: yeah, but so you can, can stay with uh, can stay with some of my family or friends or something, and we'll go to Crash, and we'll, crash we'll with your
0: crash with your brother and his family.
1: Yeah, and we'll uh, and we'll go and hang out with some of the I, uh, punks not dead crew. It'll be I would awesome. feel
0: much I would feel much worse about going to England without my wife because we've never been there than I would Vegas because we we have been there a couple of times. Yeah, um, but, it's definitely on our list. We definitely, uh, hopefully, going to get to Europe next year, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, next year, everything's next year, next year, and that's the thing with the punk rock bowling thing. Is I've been looking at this thing forever, and yeah. I kind of did the same thing with Ryfest. Like I, and every year I'd look at the lineup and go, "Oh man," and then one year it was just couldn't resist, and I ran it by my buddy, and he said, "You know, I guess we give it a whirl." And then we went for several years in a row,
1: and, and I think don't want to go back again, go to, right? What's that? You don't want to go back ever again. Well,
0: you know, it's not really a punk rock thing anymore. Right. Exactly. And 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 punk rock bowling, honestly, in the states at least, has kind of become the last bastion of like the old man punk bands. And there's a couple other smaller ones too. There's a festival, believe it or not, in Oklahoma City that has a consistently good, like, street punk lineup. And you know, Chicago has that Midwest Live and Loud, which has a great uh, punk oi hardcore kind of thing. But as far as a big you know, big major festival. Right. Rock bowling is it. Except for in Europe. Europe there's tons of stuff, you know, and, and Rebellion looks amazing. I would love to go to that, but you know, I haven't I haven't been to Europe and my first trip over there probably won't be for that. <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny. I mean, I'm normally there early in the summer, so I I, I haven't been yet. But this year, yeah, work, this, your, work yeah, your
0: vacation around it.
1: Yeah, this year I might go a, a little bit later and go August, early August, and.
0: Uh... Well, the, the the problem is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. it's split out over four days, and you, you like you said, you got, you know, you you need to spend some time with your family and whatnot. But you know, all the bands you want to see aren't going to be on one or two days. Right.
1: Yeah, it's going to be it. a pain yeah. in the neck. Yeah,
0: and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you could go over there for 10 days and, you know, do four days of that and some days of hanging out with your family or uh, who knows. He okay. like said plan, plans are made to be broken.
1: Well, the funny thing is a lot of the I, – I don't really care about some of the headlining bands. It's some of the bands that are lower yeah. down the card are the ones I would want to go see because, I mean, Stiff Little Fingers, mm-hmm. you know, love them. But, you know, just saw them a, co- a month yeah. ago, you know, and they play Isn't a lot. It the
0: way it always goes to these festivals though? I, mean, I always find myself drawn towards the kind of middle of the lineup bands.
2: Yep. Yeah, because the
0: bottom of the lineup bands are usually the like newer bands that I'm probably not familiar with. Right, and a lot of the bigger bands, you know, like I said, like Madness, I, I I'm pretty indifferent to Madness. I mean, uh, Cox Bar, I would love to see again, and Circle Jerks, I would love to see again. But uh, yeah, Madness. Eh. But I'd I'd certainly would go if I were there. I'd certainly go check it out. You know. Yeah. By the time they went on, I I'd, I'd probably be enough PBRs in that I think they were the best thing that ever played.
1: And I think one of the things about rebellion too, it's the camaraderie, and it's the—I tell you what—you yeah. better take some money because I've seen some of like the record fairs and stuff like that they have oh, on the yeah. grounds of like you know lots of super rare punk rock stuff, you know, first pressings of, uh, and
3: then
1: you got to and then
0: you got to get them home, too, which. Well, a pain. well, you can me, either you know, send them or you got to make sure your suitcases don't get overweight and all that.
1: Well, if you're buying, if you're buying singles, you're fine. If you're buying like, uh, you know, God Save the Queen on A and M for like, you know, five thousand pounds, you, you know, you'll be able to get in your suitcase just fine. You know,
0: is that see, is, is that only five
1: thousand pounds? Isn't that like thirty thousand or something? I, I think you're thinking of Anarchy on EMI. Oh yeah,
0: I'm thinking the one they only made like only like ten yeah. copies survived. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but but yeah, but you will find records like that there. Believe it or not, you will find that stuff because I've I've seen one of the guys on uh, on the punks not dead Forum actually is one of the guys that sells that stuff. So, mm. yep,
0: yeah, that's definitely definitely too rich for my blood. Yeah,
1: but anyway, do, let's uh, let's break this up a second and uh, okay. unplay, unplay another song. Do you have something you wanna you wanna listen to, my friend?
0: Yeah, so so we're getting towards the. Uh... We're, we're you want to play? It, you just want to play a song, okay? So we're getting towards the end of the year now, and you know we've been kind of, and eventually we're going to have to have a serious talk about what our favorite records were this year, whether it's our favorite five or our favorite ten or our favorite one thousand or whatever.
1: I mean, it's going to be play five, but go on.
0: And it, well, I've definitely heard some people say that there wasn't, it wasn't that great of a year for punk rock, and I, I'm not going to say that it was the greatest year, but there were definitely some cool older bands that put out solid new records this year. And the first, the the ones that come to my mind, I always I always really liked the Boston bands. I was a big fan of Gangrene, The Freeze, Proletariat, and all that. The Freeze and The Proletariat both put out records this year that were at least good or very, you know, very good. I mean, it's not going to probably blow your mind. I mean, these are older guys at this point. It's not going to have the same effect that it did when they were in their teens or 20s or whatever. But I really liked the new Freeze record. And I think we should play something... Play something from that.
1: Now, when did that come out?
0: It came out earlier this year. Okay. You should definitely check it out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, in a little bit, when I tell you what you need to listen to, I'm going to uh, have you listen to something new that you probably probably hadn't had a chance to listen to. Let's do uh, the title track from the new Freeze album. It's called Calling All Creatures. <laughs> and it's, it's really cool. Old school, classic you know, kind of melodic punk rock. They never really got like into the, they never really went down the metal road. And although they were sort of associated with the hardcore scene, they were always more like a punk and roll band. So yeah, let's play the freeze calling all creatures. Cool.
4: We conceived our genetic markers shine Social engineers appear outside They trust that our parents will ready us for schools They'll separate elites from the fools Don't fall for their distractions Deep lessons with the same excuse. Concentrate on your actions Maybe you'll see me all black lagoon We will return to its sea We once crawled as creatures From the same black lagoon
0: So that was the freeze calling all creatures. So you 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 had the idea that I should play something American. And you should play something British. What is your British selection.
1: So you played something new. I'm playing something old, my friend. Something Boy, that, old. You're getting predictable. Yeah. Uh, so I am going to play something by a band not many people ever heard of, but they should have done because they should have been massive. It's a band called the Neon Hearts. Um, I think actually I I pl- had a request into the regular Punk News podcast, and you played one of their songs for me before a, a few months ago, I believe. But um, anyway, this Must is a...
0: sent me the MP3. I, I tell you, I have I have no recollection of that.
1: Uh, you'll hear it. It's got a saxophone and stuff in it you will oh it's, yeah it's yeah, got yeah. an x-ray spec style saxophone they are yep, they yep, are yep. so good and they should have been massive and and they were never were so so, um, so
0: why why weren't they did they they couldn't keep their crap together or they just never caught on
1: Um, they were, they came from a pretty unfashionable area, I think, and they were never like part of that scene. And even though they put out great records, I guess they were on a smaller label and they never really got the push. They recorded two great singles and one great album, but it just didn't get any push at all. And probably like a million bands back then, you know, there was a million great bands, just like there was hardcore bands in the 80s you know, but you were either... a chalk, uh, chalk it up to bad luck, yeah, bad timing. Yeah, bad huh? luck, bad timing, uh, just never got the push, you know, bad record label, bad manager, whatever it is, uh, mm. they, they just never went anywhere, but anyway, this is uh, the Neon Hearts uh, with a song called Venus Eccentric, and this is actually the, uh, it was like a double A side, right, that song mm. I had you play before it was called Regulations, um, and this was a double A side with that, so this is the other side, and this is called Venus Eccentric, so enjoy. So that was the Neon Hearts with Venus Eccentric and um, the funny thing about that single and this might have been a reason why they never got big either. For some reason it was a seven inch single, right? But they put it out in an eight inch sleeve. So I So you can't stack it with the rest of your damn records, and I don't know why they did that. They were probably
0: trying to be different, but it was sabotaging themselves. Stouch you know, I, yep. I I think though I you know I I think they might be a little too out there for the average punk fan at the time.
1: You think so? Well, see, yeah, I mean, the,
0: I I do. I think they were too. Uh, I don't know. They were. They sort of uh, had a jazzy quality, sort of a. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, that musical term. I, know, I, that.
1: I I I mean, I kind I kind of know what you mean. They're a bit more eclectic, and they had that, and they had, but they had that saxophone, and you'd say, "Well, the saxophone's weird." But X Ray Specs had exactly the same thing. You know, and X Ray Specs were massive, so. Because uh, I, I, they I, I had a female singer, yeah, female fronted. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it uh, just has sort of an avant-garde feel to it, and that's not for everybody, you know.
1: Oh, regulations though is a pretty straight-ahead punk rock song, man. It's so driving and so good. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, you, hopefully you guys dug that. And actually, single was reissued a few years ago from some label from Eastern Europe somewhere, believe it or not, on red vinyl. So even though mm. the original is difficult to find in the eight-inch sleeve, the reissue is uh, is not so hard to find. So and their album is fantastic too. So mm. any, anyway, that's that's that. Mm. Um, now, getting back to you were talking about the Circle Jerks before. Uh, yep. So I actually just finished the Keith Morris ah, yes. biography um, called My Damage, and uh, I know you've read that too. Yep. And so I just wanted to take a little sidetrack a second and maybe talk about you know whatever what you thought of that book first, and then if there's any other punk rock biographies that you've you've read recently, because I know that's something that you're into. Yes. So.
0: Yeah, I have a ton of them, um, and I buy them every chance I get. I'm dying. I I don't know why I haven't picked this up here. I'm dying to read Trouble Boys, the replacements biography. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a big, giant book. Um, the Keith Morris book, I liked the book. I thought it was very entertaining, but it was it had that level of polish that you could tell it was ghostwritten.
1: Oh, you, you think? Know, you, See, I didn't get that oh, at absolutely.
0: all. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Huh. So what happens with these books like that, and that has the other author's name on them. Some of them don't, but like, because I, I read last year, I read the uh, Wayne Kramer biography, and I, as far as I could tell, he didn't have a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. But what happens with a, with a guy like Keith Morris that has a ghostwriter, it's not like Keith Morris writes, writes down his book and then he gives it to the author and the author edits it or something. What happens is a guy like Keith Morris sits down and he talks into a, tape recorder for 800 hours and then somebody else makes it into a book so while i really enjoyed the book it 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 was had the same kind of quality as a record that's a little more produced than i like it even if i like the band um but it was it was interesting you know the black flag stuff was very interesting um you know you you had mentioned that he didn't Seem to think very highly of Greg Ginn, but who does, right?
1: Yeah, it didn't come out of it well at all.
0: Um, and it was <laughs> – yeah, it's funny because in that book, well, he he definitely says I'm – you know, he doesn't see himself ever doing the Circle Jerks thing again.
1: Yeah, he does at the end of it, yeah. yeah. Well, but at, but he was so high, high and
0: Off, off at yep. the time because Off was – Off is a great band, by the way, too. Those early Off albums, I mean, well, they only made – they made four singles and then a full length, two full lengths. But those Off albums had an energy much greater than what the later Circle Jerks albums had, if we're being honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny how that works, but, you know, but also reading that you certainly get the impression that this is not a wealthy guy.
1: No, I'm not
0: a guy who's accumulated very little in his life. So I don't begrudge him if, if they're throwing some money at the circle jerks, I don't begrudge him doing this at all. I mean, it's, it'd be good if he didn't make some kind of definitive statement about how it's not going to happen. I always hate it when guys do that. Never say that you always end up eating your words. right. But what was your overall impression?
1: So I, I, the way I, the way I took it in was a little bit differently because I mean normally I would buy the book, right? But I was I was at home one night and I was gonna buy it to read on my iPad because uh, I wanted it right then, right? And yep. I was like, well, okay, the book is twelve ninety nine. The audio book is fourteen ninety nine. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna try the audio book, and I'm so glad I did because I've never done that. You like that, huh? It was. I'm telling you, man, it was it was a much it was a much better way to do it just because I was like if I'd been reading it, I would I know it's not a big book, but, it you know, it might have taken me a couple of weeks to read something like that. Sure. You know, you read it before you go to oh, bed absolutely. and you fall asleep yeah, it, it and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I listened to it probably in within three days. So hmm, okay. you get a you get a much get better f- yeah, and you you get a much better flow as well. Like it all hangs together real well because you remember all the bits that you've just listened to. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was unabridged, and uh, and that's why maybe because I was listening to it rather than reading it, I didn't get that ghostwriter kind of thing. It hmm. sounded like it was just. Did he read it? No, it wasn't. It was some. It was an actor okay. reading it, but still, I could kind of get his his voice. You know, from like it. A, you get the
0: narrative more. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. You get the narrative and. Um, you know, if you have a long ride to work or something, it yeah. may, it made the drive to work go really, really no, fast. yeah, that's so. cool.
2: You
0: know, I I definitely read them over time, and I I because I uh, I kind of savor them. I read them, I usually read a little bit before I go to sleep at night. You know, read in bed a little bit. I don't have a TV in my bedroom or anything. Um. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um. The things that I I learned about him that I didn't know was that like he he's been sober for like
1: twenty years. Yeah. Or, or even long, is it only in 20? Well, he, he was. I don't know when he read and when he did the book, but he said 20 in the book, so maybe it's like okay. 20, but he he he's 25 been sober now. forever, which yeah.
0: is, is good, but like I, I didn't realize how close to death he was with that diabetic coma and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, he almost died a bunch of times. He was in Europe, so yeah.
0: and it's always funny when you see these little skinny guys that are diabetic, you know, when you think type 2 diabetes, you always think these giant, you know, right cheeseburger eating guys but well uh,
1: well, i I think i mean and that's another thing so he was he was honest to a t in this thing he didn't doesn't hide any of his faults, right so he he was like a coke fiend i mean it seems i mean oh yeah they were
0: drunk he was they were just maniacs
1: i mean i can't believe that he can remember some of the stories or the bands he played with because it seems like all he was doing was drinking and getting high like yeah for like 10 years um, and then... Well,
0: and it, was, it was interesting too talking about how you know Black Flag is so legendary now, even though they're doing their best to ruin that legend. Greg Guinness is doing his best to ruin that legend now, but you know you don't realize they, they didn't. It wasn't like they started playing for big crowds. I mean, eventually they right. got to the you know the rounds era. They got popular enough where they were drawing big crowds and were able to consistently tour and draw crowds. But you know he talks about like playing in biker bars and right. You know just being you know they had there was nowhere for them to play. You know they were really. The punks didn't really want them. You know, they were just definitely forging a path. And that's one thing you got to say about Black Flag. No matter what happens to them, no matter how much Greg Ginn tours that band now and drags their name through the mud, they, the touring network that you and I watched bands go through in the 80s and 90s, a lot of that was established by Black Flag specifically.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, my,
0: my, you know, I got a lot of respect for them, even if – the current lineup doesn't deserve much respect.
1: So, so I think I think you know the reason with the diabetes and stuff. I mean, maybe it was in his family too, but I think it was uh, all he seemed to be doing was cocaine and then drinking a bunch of soda pop and stuff like that. So beer, they just yeah beer. Well, and you beer. see the old yeah.
0: pictures of him always beer, yeah.
1: Yeah, and he was and he wasn't eating. So he's, he's But anyway, it's uh, yeah, he almost he got diabetes and he almost died. He almost died in Europe doing some European thing in Sweden, right? With uh, who's that? Who's that crazy Swedish band? Uh, i was trying
0: to distract me i'll be off in a minute get out of here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh.
1: but anyway Uh, i i i I really really enjoyed it turbo 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 negro Negro. yeah 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 yeah, turbo turbo negro yeah he was doing a swedish thing with them and almost died the the uh the woman who cleaned the room if she hadn't come in when she did and found him in bed he probably would have died within an hour or two yeah. So, yeah, uh that's that's crazy, but uh all
0: that all that and you still can't get excited about him in a rejuvenated circle jerks playing punk rock bowling.
1: Uh no, but I would like his autograph. I mean, that would that would be cool, I think, but You know, uh,
0: I have I have the physical copy of the book and I would love that too. That would be great. I yeah. love I, I you know, we I, I'm sure we probably mentioned it in our brief four five episode run that I I love to get autographed books.
1: Yeah. No, and but I usually, I agree with usually you. Usually they yeah.
0: love signing books more than like some Old record that they don't, you know, <laughs> that they made 40 years
1: ago. Well, especially if they're selling it to you right there and then, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, yeah. yeah that's all right. So, of. so what are some of the other autographed books that you have? Let's, uh, let's see.
0: Um, list. well, I have like the D.H. Pellegro's, Joe Keithley's. Um, now
1: for some of our younger readers or y- younger listeners who are, the, who okay, are the, Joe who Keithley's
0: DOA, the greatest Canadian band, the greatest Canadian punk band of all time.
1: Yep.
0: At least the kind of biggest. Um, uh, D. H. Player was the drummer for the Dead Kennedys, long time drummer for the Dead Kennedys. Um, J- I got Jack Grisham's uh, American Demon, and and they always write. You know, I have all these inscriptions, in them. you know, maybe sometime we should talk about my inscriptions because man, some of them are great. Some of them are, I should be embarrassed about the, you know, but anyway, most of them are are inscribed to me particularly. So anyway, I I got quite a few of my death, uh. I got one by Kurt Brack from DRI. Um, I've got just... one.
1: From, I've got one from Billy Idol. How's that? Nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: See, that's that? a big name. Yeah. All mine are like these little obscure people playing in clubs where it's not too hard to get. Last time I saw DRI, I could have had him autograph anything, but I'm just like, eh.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he'd come to your house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hang out for a week. Exactly.
0: All right. What? Where are we at? I bet you. I bet you. Our time is is well over our, our goal once again. Without really talking about much of anything.
1: Well, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. So I, I just wanted to ask you, of all those biographies outside yep. of the Keith Morris one, which is your favorite? Because I know you like the X ones, right? Don't you like the John Doe yeah, one? Yeah, the John
0: like... Doe ones. Yeah. The, well, I haven't got the second one, but the first. The first one is called Under the Big Black Sun, and the cool thing about that book is it was written by a bunch of different authors telling stories from that early oh I see so it was like
1: a lot of the like were the Alvin you know was in
0: there and maybe like Dave Alvin or I can't even remember all but but the thing with that book I gotta say it was very raw feeling and man you read that and you go man I wish I would have been there yep not that I don't you know not that when you read the Keith Morris thing you're like man I wish I'd been at that biker bar in 1981 where they thought they were gonna get murdered (laughs) or whatever or 78 or whatever it was but that that they were so good at bringing that L.A. scene to life, and it was so interesting. Like Jack Grisham gets a chapter in that John Doe book, and guys like John Doe and scene or whoever, they talk about how much they resented that beach scene and the tough guyness.
1: No, oh, Keith Morris says that, yeah, and his. Book yeah, too. so Jack Grisham yeah.
0: writes this funny chapter about you know we just wanted to be accepted like everybody else. You know, playing the t- typical Jack Grisham being a wise <laughs> ass from TSOL because they were, TSOL were a different breed, man. They were big, athletic. Jock types who just beat on everybody.
1: Yeah, he was supposed to be a and that kind of early an asshole, LA yeah.
0: scene. That early LA scene was very artsy fartsy.
1: Oh, it's just like London. Yeah, when, yeah, when or New York. In, yeah, in you know the New York
0: scene. You know, with the exception of the the Dead Boys and the Ramones, that New York scene was very artsy fartsy. I mean, television, holy cow, those guys could play their instruments like crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, the Dead Boys know? are from Ohio, so... Yeah, yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, but yeah. yeah, but I know I
1: know what you mean. I, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying, though, yeah.
0: But they were one of the few that were sort of, like, aggressive, sort yep. of nihilistic, you know, what would kind of, what would lead to hardcore within a couple of years,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So, um, but
0: yeah, I, I definitely recommend those John Doe books. The uh the Wayne Kramer from the MC five uh did a book called The Hard Stuff that was really good. Um me being a Michigan guy. He talks about growing up in Detroit in the fifties when you could just kind of let your kids run the streets. I thought that was fascinating because by the time I was associated with Detroit or you know, start going to Detroit, it was such a hellhole you wouldn't wish your worst enemy to run the street.
1: Right, right. Hey, still there? I'm
0: here. Okay. Lost L- Losing you for a second I there, buddy. to the shelf because I'm in my little den with my books, but
1: hmm.
0: it's going to be too difficult. Well, so. the
1: the the one I would recommend, I mean apart from the Keith Morris one, um uh it's a book called Reckless by Chrissy Hind. Mm. And uh I know some people might be saying what's some of I would say the I'm group?
0: not a huge a huge Pretenders fan, but <laughs> I'm listening.
1: I'm not a no, but she's had such an incredible life. Talking about the MC5 cuz she's from Ohio, she saw the MC5 um hmm. she, she grew up with all those bands and she actually was at kent state during the kent state uh massacre um no. she moved to paris then she was in london for the beginning of punk rock she was yeah there. i she know had, I
0: say I mean, she was she, associated with that early london scene she's got no. I mean,
1: she, she was supposed to marry sid vicious so she could stay in england i mean she's got it's story after story oh. after story it is incredible and there's no ghostwriter with her it is all her and she doesn't mind portraying herself uh in a bad light if, if huh. that's if that's what it takes. You know, she blames herself for all of the bad shit that she went through. She doesn't blame anybody mm. else. Um and uh I'll leave you with this one. Um supposedly she her uh she had sex with Iggy Pop at the top of the Empire State Building. So there nice. you go. Yeah.
0: So. Iggy Pop, who's uh, you know, supposed to be like a human tripod.
1: Yep, yep. So but he's only has, five
0: foot one. So she,
1: she has a lot of stories like that. It's a great book. It is a great book.
0: So, so that remind okay. So you triggered a me- a muscle memory in there about about one that I read that that it it, it kind of reminds me of the scope of it, which would be the Lemmy biography, White Line Fever.
1: Oh, I should look for that
0: because Lemmy's good. another one where it's like, I mean, he like he, he it was almost like Spinal Tap. Yeah, he roadie for like the monkeys
2: mm-hmm.
0: and okay. Jimi Hendrix, and like had some weird tangential thing with the Beatles and Hamburg or something. And he, uh, you know, and he t- gave Sid Vicious a bass lesson. I mean, it's almost like he's like the, he was like the Forrest Gump of yep, punk and metal. He just happened to be at the right place at the right time. He himself, you know, Motorhead never quite made it. But, uh, man, let me – But and he's another one too. He filled his body with so much garbage. The fact that he lived to be 70 years old. Hold on. What do you mean Moda had
1: never made it? What do you mean?
0: Well, I mean they never got to that big level of superstardom. You know? Oh,
1: like Metallica or something. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah, Judas yeah. Priest or yeah, some of the other – Yeah, I understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and not they didn't make it because they were selling out clubs, but they never got above that level.
1: Yeah, just like the Ramones. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, sort yeah. of. You don't know, just cranked out album after album, made twenty something albums. You know, the guy played his last show like four days before he died or something.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now I granted know. towards the end I know he was having a lot of breathing problems and there was some other stuff, but but yeah, that 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 Lemmy autobiography is great. And I I heard there's a documentary.
1: It's fantastic. If you haven't seen that, maybe you are the most
0: recent one who said that to me. I haven't yeah. my buddy I, I just ran into last Saturday, he he told me that too, and I just I have never watched it. I wonder if it's on any of the services.
1: It, it is, that's where I was it used to be or at least it used to be it used to be on Netflix. Because mm. uh, that's that's where I saw it. But just talk about a normal guy just sitting in the bar in the corner of the bar playing the uh, yeah. playing the, video playing, poker playing, playing the yeah the video poker machine. Just you know, drinking his Jack you Daniels.
0: Can his, uh, you can go sit in a stool or I can't maybe there's a I don't know there's a statue or something.
1: Crazy. Next time I get to LA, I'll yeah. check it out.
0: Yeah. So now, speaking th-
1: of check. Czech- yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, that just reminded me of something funny that Keith Morris says at the end of his book when he went back to um, where did he go back to? Where was he from? Not Redondo Beach, uh, Hermosa, right? Hermosa, Hermosa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said that when he went back there, you know, it's nowhere near the same as as uh, as it used to be when he grew up. You know, it's got very suburbanized, and there's all the chains, and it's just full of like drunk frat boys wanting to fight on the weekends and stuff. But he said they'd put a statue up to uh, to honor some of the the punk rock history. But they couldn't even do that right because they had a statue of Henry Rollins up there, you know. And as we <laughs> all and as we thing. all know, he's from DC. Yeah, so, fun. So, so you know, I just thought that was uh, that was funny apropos of nothing. Well, but.
0: you know, it's it's funny, you know. That's that's and that's those those books that give you a little that little bit of insight. Like the John Doe book, it talks about downtown LA, which now is same thing. It's really yuppified, really gentrified. You know, nice places chain places but at the time it was mostly downtown LA it was a dump it was skid row you know
1: Yeah, and actually, the, uh, those
0: punk rock scenes they need that like cheap housing to take root you know
1: I would like us to talk about that actually in the next episode if we could so let's let's try to remember to do that as to the because yeah. uh, all the cities at Chicago is like that Liverpool is like that you know even down Champagne urbana is like that it's uh, so we'll talk about that next next time
0: all right so we better give each other something to listen to not forget like we tried to do last week yeah exactly um, did you have something in mind i ha- I have something in mind because i think it's one of my very favorite records this year and i think it's flying under the radar so i'll go first if you uh want me to go for it yeah okay so i want to have you check out uh, a band that's actually half dutch and half belgian huh and they put okay. out their debut full length this year on pirates press records they had a 10 inch from a couple years ago self-titled the band is called this means war the name of the album is Heartstrings.
1: this means and this is a new album
0: yes just came out this year definitely on the top of my list of favorite things so i think you'll like it and it's a newer band which you know i know it's hard to, for us to get into a newer band so have you check it out see if you like it as much as i do it's melodic it's definitely classic punk style political but not so political that it irritates you
1: Okay, um, well, let me ask you a couple things here. Okay. So, did you, have you ever heard? Yeah, uh, you probably, you probably have heard the first adverts album, right? Crossing the Red Sea with the adverts, you probably heard that, right?
0: That's the one with Gary Gilmore's eyes and all that. Actually, Gary Gilmore's
1: eyes is not on the album. No, <laughs> it's funny because, but it's been repressed so many times that they that they you know it's been included with singles and B sides oh, at okay. the end, but that would that was not on the original album. No,
0: I so I'm familiar with that and there's another single there's a couple singles that i'm familiar with and i think that's it so i'm really not super familiar with them they had a female basis that was kind of attractive
1: gay advert yeah yeah she's uh she was a she, huge lemmy fan as a matter of fact now we're getting nice. back to lemmy but yeah but no, no that, 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 that,
0: that hey man that sounds
1: well do you um, right to me it's one of the top 10 punk albums of all time um, really? and it's got it does have singles on it. it has the first single one chord wonders which is an that's apple, the one i'm classic. thinking of one chord yep. wonders yeah, yeah. yeah then it also has bored teenagers which was a single and no time to be 21 which is a single mm. um and safety and numbers as a matter of fact so it had a lot of singles on it but it didn't have gary goldman's eyes that came mm. out like a few months later so one chord wonders
0: is actually the one i was thinking of, know, of but bri- okay
1: brilliant brilliant song so i'm gonna have you listen to the first i want to, hopefully you'll be able to get the first press of of uh well, oh, the oh, not the first press the first version so it doesn't have gary gilmore's eyes because like i say that wasn't supposed to be on it so that kind of ruins the ruins the flow um yeah. but anyway yeah crossing the red sea with the adverts if if people haven't heard it, it's one of it's the it's funny essential...
0: first pressing digitally like
1: <laughs> well yeah I, okay i misspoke but you know what i mean uh, no not, i know exactly what you mean not the just, one with all the all the, B it's sides funny the world. It. it's
0: funny the world we live in
1: yeah yeah, because well, see, but it is it it is you know, people will probably be saying, well, what does he mean? Why is that important? Well, it is important because to well,
0: listen to the twelve track original album or whatever.
1: Well, because that's the way the band wanted it, right? The band recorded yeah. the album and they put the songs in a certain order because that's the way they wanted to they wanted it to go out, and yeah. so. Um, it annoys me when you'll see like American Represses or something and it'll have like eight extra tracks on them and stuff and the the order of the songs have been messed around because that's not the way it was supposed to be listened to. Yeah,
0: you should never change the order of the original songs. Even if you do track a couple tracks in the end, you should never mess with the sequencing.
1: And that's something that American labels used to do all the time. They did it with The Clash, they did it with Generation X, they did it with The Only Ones, and I don't know why. I do huh. not know why they did that, but anyway, the guy in the
0: a... office had to justify his own existence.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a rant for another <laughs> show. So,
0: all right, all right, we better call it a wrap then. Yep. My family's getting very loud in the background. I'm gonna have to join the party. So, all right, buddy. <laughs>
1: but, so hey, sounds good. Oh, the the email address. Email address punctilidie seventy seven at gmail And hopefully, go. we'll have a Facebook page and stuff like that soon. So, uh, we'll let you know when that happens. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. We'll all talk right. to you all next week. All right, buddy. Yep. Yeah, bye, everybody. All right, sounds bye. good. See ya.